Welcome back, Radio Entrepreneurs, listeners, and fans. I'm producer Nathan Gobes, filling in for regular host Jeffrey Davis this morning. I'm excited to bring you back with another uh, wonderful guest. This is Nils Menton, uh, CEO of iMark. Welcome, Nils. Thank you, Nathan. It's great to be here. Great to have you. Why don't you start by telling our audience about iMark, what it is you guys do, and we'll go from there. Sure, absolutely. iMark is what we call a digital agency, a full service digital agency. We're located north of Boston, a little town called Amesbury, Massachusetts. We serve primarily business to business customers, mostly regional, although we do have some national um, accounts that we work with. Some of our larger, better known accounts in include a company called Breeze Line, formerly Atlantic Broadband. We've done cool projects for Red Bull, Motorola, um, Sprint, um, but a lot of regional and smaller B2B and tech focused companies is probably our sweet spot. That's where we do most of our work. Great. How long have you been doing this and uh, when did you start the company? What, uh, and I want to, I want to, I have several questions with that. So go, so sure. let's start there. I chuckle when that comes up because it seems so long. Um, it's actually 24 years. The company, I started the company in 1997 and it's been 24 and change years since we began. And, and uh, we've been through obviously quite a lot of changes during that time along with our industry. Great. Yeah, that is a long run. Um, what's your background as, as Jeffrey would say, uh, let's get in the way back machine. Um, oh, which is a reference to a show before my time. But uh, tell me uh, what brought you to start iMark and um, your background? Well, it, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, like many entrepreneurial stories, it, it, it turned out a little differently than set out. My background, when I was a young man, I wanted to be a photographer. And uh, that led to a career in, in photo labs. And that, in turn, began a career in digital imaging when that industry transitioned from silver-based imaging to digital. As we were exploring digital imaging, we had some customers that wanted to do a better job of managing their archives of images. And the first one that we worked with on this project was actually Bose, the folks that make wonderful speakers and headphones. Mm -hmm. And so with a close collaborator at the photo lab, come digital lab that I worked at, or I was, I was actually the vice president general manager, we developed a digital system for managing archives of photographs, which doesn't sound novel right now, but that was 1993. And so when we showed that to Bose, it literally blew their minds and, and they were very excited to say, wow, what else could we do with this? This unlocks all kinds of good potential. And we developed a very robust solution that we had really ready to go in 1995. The funny part of the story and that, that many entrepreneurs will recognize in their own experience, Bose never bought it from us. They, they, they it collapsed under its own weight with all the stakeholders that they brought in and they never executed on the project, but we had this thing very well baked. And Starwood Hotels, which was actually called ITT Sheraton at the time, they came along and said, we have this problem of needing to manage big archives of, digital, of images. How can you help us? We said, hold that thought. And we went and we demonstrated the Bose system, but with their images, with Sheraton's images. And we won that, that business in 1990, I want to say five. Um, that product became the seed that became iMark years later. And in fact, uh, when Marriott bought Starwood Hotels, we went along with them. We still have that client to this day. We still work with Marriott Hotels, manage an archive that now comprises millions of digital assets. And we have now spanning the other years for 26 years. So it was our, that was our foundation client. Great. And um, uh, you, not, you and I trend, uh, exchanged some emails before this about what you wanted to talk about. And I think that story transitions us well as uh, 
you know, you were working with organizations on uh, a, a digital transformation for their for their images. And I know digital transformation is what you want to talk about, which I think is a great topic. Many businesses um, have to deal with um, coming out of the Stone Age, so to speak, and um, adapting to digital systems. So why don't you talk to our listeners about that? I think that's a, a, a perfect segue there, Nathan, because that really was what was at stake for Sheraton and, and at Marriott in that finding ways to be more competitive, more efficient, more effective in their operations by leveraging digital tools. And that has meant different things for different companies. We've worked with thousands of different companies over all these years. And, and if you were to boil it down, I would say it all came down to that. How can they use digital online web tools to make their businesses more efficient, to reach more customers. And that's taken different forms. In the case of Sheridan, of course, it was help us manage this giant archive of images and logos and digital assets to be more efficient, to be better at marketing. That was the, the genesis of that tool. For other customers, like we did a lot of work with a lot of membership associations. It was, how can we better serve our members? How can we deliver professional development and educational courses through the internet without requiring people to come in in person where we're having friction? And, and for other companies, it's been marketing-based or it's been member service or customer service, reducing the cost of, of, of providing great customer service. And so digital transformation really becomes about how do we apply our skills, our knowledge, our expertise to help companies solve problems, do a better job of serving their customers, make more money, be more efficient. Mm, that does make sense. Um, I know many, uh, many organizations over the years may have been slow to adapt to new technology, but I think, uh, especially in, in this day and age where many organizations have been moved, uh, have to now operate remotely, uh, it becomes blatantly obvious how important these systems are. Um, you gave that one example of, I think it was, uh, golf clubs, uh, or, uh, you know, uh, golf courses that move to a, a digital um, tracking system rather than having people come in in person, which, you know, this day and age would, wouldn't, would be very difficult for people. Um, do you have any other uh, examples of, of ways that you've worked with organizations on digital transformation? Um, well, education is, is a big one. And that thread runs through a lot of different organizations. And I think this was, this was new ground to break 15 years ago. And now it's like, well, of course, of course, we can we can have education online when, you know, it's happening at schools in some ways in very rudimentary ways through just Zoom um, and, and online curricula. But it's happening in very sophisticated ways um, with companies like Salesforce or, or uh, even HubSpot, leaders in CRM systems and, and related that provide the front line of training and support and the growing of their ecosystem ecosystem through online training and, and support. Um, so education, I think, is probably a really great example. But, you know, we, we can pick, you know, a half a dozen from from our experience in ways that has, you know, enabled and empowered entirely new ways of doing business and expanding the reach of companies to find new customers outside of what have been historically their geographic limitations. That makes sense. Uh, I know on the education side, at least uh, when I was in school, you'd receive a textbook and inside the front cover was a little uh, CD or DVD of, of some online classes that were always sort of an afterthought. But uh, obviously, you know, again, in, this, in the pandemic, now that's the, uh, the front runner of, of uh, academia. So uh, it is interesting how both societal shifts, you know, things going on in the world have forced digital transformation, but also just the proliferation of, of technology. 
Um, you know, here we are on a Zoom call having a, a really effective meeting and collaboration on, on this interview. We would have been in person two years ago. Of course. And as you said, the pandemic did only accelerated the pace of change and it only you know freed up budgets. We're not traveling, so we're spending money on ways to enable digital. Um, and and our, our my little company is no different. Um, when when the sort of it became clear that we would not be returning to the to the office in numbers, we said, well, then why are we recruiting from our geographic area close to us? Let's throw it open to nationwide recruiting. We did this in the fall of 2020. And the result of that was that we found more and better candidates that we were really successful onboarding and they're on equal footing with everyone else in the company that's working remote as we as we stay safe and we stay home in our dens. Um, and so it's it's had it's had a silver lining. It's accelerated the pace of change, as you mentioned. And it's in our case, it's brought us more and better talent that's made the agency better, made us more successful. It makes sense. Uh, as we continue forward, um, where do you think you see uh, digital transformation heading in the future. Um, what what do you think uh, employ um, you know companies and business owners might expect to uh, be prepared for or should be prepared for? Well, I I, I don't think anyone's going to be in a hurry to go back to business as usual from two years ago. I think we've unlocked some new potential and some new possibilities, and I think the people that staff our companies have also unlocked new possibilities for their lives, and they don't want to go back either. And so I think if anything, um, the genie will not go back in the bottle as far as in-person work. And I think that will continue to drive growth. Um, I think things that are low-hanging fruit for uh, efficiency become good targets for software as a service, um, platforms that enable companies to do specific things. And you see niches on everything. Uh, we spoke with a company recently and there it was actually a foundation who has a scholarship um, fund and they they fund scholarships for a local group and they were like we have this we have this challenge of trying to manage these scholarships and these applications and these applicants online and and they were interested in a custom web solution and we we looked at it with them and we said it's a software as a service there's wonderful platforms that are exactly tuned for your exact needs and 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 they're way more efficient use of your money and your time and you'll get a more mature product and we think that's that's where you belong i think you'll see more and more platforms but you know driven by things like salesforce or even hubspot that enable online commerce that enable collaboration across time zones and space and make companies and, and and small organizations i think it's now where once it was the province of large companies to build bespoke crazy things on sap or even salesforce big heavy iron one-of-a-kind things oracle those were expensive those required a lot of in-house expertise they took years to implement and they were they were expensive to maintain that's no longer the case. There's a lot of opportunity for small organizations to be very efficient using software tools, either, either bespoke ones that we create or integrating them with their websites, software as a service offerings that, that are, are really powerful, really effective. That's great. There's opportunity for small companies to look to adopt technology that was really past the, the adoptability point for them in terms of cost and complexity in the past. Yeah, that makes sense. I think a lot of uh, as you said, smaller organizations think about these digital tools as um, something that's only for the big big players. But um, do you have any uh, closing comments for for other for you know small organizations or organizations of any size that are you know hesitant or slow to um, to jump on? You know, they've maybe been hearing about uh, new tools, but they they said, well, maybe it's not not the right time. I'm very busy right now with uh, everything going on in the pandemic. I just can't 
you know, can't get it into my bandwidth at the moment. Do you have any advice for, for people that are on the fence? You know, I, I think all of us that have run companies for a while, it's incumbent on us to, to step back every now and then and, and evaluate how we do business and how we operate. And, and, you know, the way we've always done it isn't necessarily the path forward. And so giving yourself the benefit of um, an outsider's perspective or a clean sheet approach to solving business problems or, or meeting your, your strategic goals for growth or for efficiency or to be more competitive, um, take a fresh look. There, there's, there's opportunity now um, come out of the pandemic, come out of the growth of an adoption of technology to be a better company, to be more efficient, to serve more customers. And I think um, companies are well served to, to look after it, to look into it. That's great. Thank you. Uh, if listeners or viewers want to find out more about iMark or get your help, whether it be for digital transformation or anything else, uh, what's the best way for them to get in touch? We're a digital agency, and so our website would be really the best place to start um, at uh, www.imark.com, I-M-A-R-C.com. You can learn a little bit about us and some of the industries that we have uh, uh, found a niche in and also some of our experience and, and get in touch, and we'll be right back in, uh, in touch with you and uh, talk about your project. Thank you. Uh, we've been speaking with Nils Menton, CEO of iMark. Nils, I want to thank you again for joining our show today. Nathan, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Yes, for me as well. Uh, I want to ask all our listeners to, of course, like, comment, share, subscribe, follow us on YouTube, as well as all our social media platforms. We're posting content every single day and uh, all of your uh, comments and, and follows really uh, are really appreciated. And we thank you. We'll be back with more on Radio Entrepreneurs after this break. <laughs>